Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. What is going on, everybody? It feels like we haven't talked in a while, but welcome to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott and Tim Wurzberger. Tim, how are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. How's the, how's the week going for you? It's not bad. It is a Tuesday night here in Traverse City, Michigan. The weather is, well, listen, it snowed the last three days in the morning. And then by 9, 10 a.m., it's sunny. It's beautiful. It's a little cold. Like, it's, it hovers around the 45, 50, but it's sunny. So I, I can't complain. It's been a good few days. The kids have been out. We've been running around. We've been starting to slightly dip our toe into spring, which is really, really good. I'm, yeah, it's been a good few days. You? You, too? Well, I feel like we had spring a couple of weeks ago, and now it's back into, like, really cold weather again. Where it's it's sort of too cold to go outside for too long, and yeah, it's not it's not ideal. It hasn't broke yet, but at least it's sunny. It's beautiful. I can still see through my trees because the leaves haven't developed yet, and we live right on the lake, so I can see the lake through the trees right now. It's just pretty. The sun's going down. I wish I had a a brewski. I might sneak off to the fridge when you're talking to grab myself a Labatt Blue. What are you drinking? Got a nice uh, White Claw. White Claw. Never really yeah. got into those, but I heard they're very popular. I just started uh, last week. They're pretty good. Yeah. You do a lot of drinking by yourself now? You getting depressed? I'm just trying to keep myself busy at night. You keep know? yourself happy. I get it. This is yeah. like almost month two of quarantine. This is month, dude. This is like, we started in February. This is like month three. That is incredible. How are you holding month up? Four. Your mustache is gone. Your mustache is gone. The mustache is gone. So it's your turn now. You can you can do your mustache now. I just have a man beard. Like it is thick. I was eating I was eating pizza yesterday, and then I think I had some bacon, and then it was nighttime. I I usually shower in the morning, so I don't shower at night. And I brush my teeth, nuzzled into bed, lean over to give my wife a little smooch before bed, and she almost barfed in my face. She says, "Yuck." You smell terrible. Go brush your teeth. And I said, I did brush my teeth, brushed them good. And I'm like, smell. And I put my mouth over her nose and she's like, it's your disgusting beard. Smells like pizza and bacon. Just pungent, just collecting odors. Just like a sponge of odors. And she's pregnant. So every little odor just sets her off. And she's like, get away from me. (laughs) (laughs) And I rolled over. I was like, fair enough. And she's like, you can go wash your face if you want. I'm like, I'm good. (laughs) Just rolled over, shut it down. But yeah, it is. it got, it's to the point now where I've had it for a, a good month and a half and I feel like ownership to it. Like I don't, I've worked hard on it and I don't want to cut it, but it looks disgusting. You're attached to it though. I am. Like I, I did trim it a little bit. I shouldn't say I did. My wife trimmed it a little bit. She's like, you need to control that thing. 
and I want to get rid of it. trims your beard? She did it once. She gave me a haircut and she's like, let's trim the beard a little bit. And she like buzzed it a little bit, but I'm, I'm attached to the, I'm attached to the, uh, the old guy. I might take a picture of throw it on Instagram. I, I, I haven't Good. done that in a while. My beautiful, beautiful face. But anyways, um, how do we get on this tangent? Well, know. how was, how was your weekend? Do you guys do anything for mother's day? Uh, mother's day. Yes. I, I had the girls paint some mugs and personalize them and they made cards and we got flowers and we woke up early and I made my wife scones. So what I did the week before I said, what do you want for mother's day? I, I've been through enough of these where if I try to guess and do things on my own plan, they just fail miserably. So I, I preemptively asked her, I said, listen, mother's day is next week. What do you want to eat? Tell me every meal I'll make it. So she's like, I want scones for breakfast with a coffee and orange juice. So I woke up early. I made chocolate chip scones. Then she said, for lunch, I want breakfast for lunch. I want crispy bacon, over easy eggs, toast. Um, so I woke up. I made that. I made her a little mimosa, champagne and orange juice. We had that. And for dinner, we uh, ordered pizza. Nice. And we had ice cream for dessert. So it was very easy. I did some videos of my kids where I interviewed them. I said, what's your favorite thing about mom? Like stuff like that. So was, then I would put those on throughout the day, like kind of surprise her. I would uh, screenshot them onto the TV, wherever you do it with the Apple TV. And it was fun. Look at you, John. Is that why you were asking me about the, the video app? Yes. Yes. Yes, I was. Did I didn't even use it. Oh, okay. you, you can, that video app, it just puts the videos together. You can't edit them. Okay. So I just ended up just doing one video at a time. So I, I did the oldest first in the morning and then for lunch I did the twins and then I did the little one later on. It was, it was a good day. I think she had a good mother's day. Yeah. Very sounds good. really nice. How was yours? How was your mom doing? Mrs. Wurzberger? She's good. Um, I, so it's funny cause I texted my brother like on Tuesday and I was like, Hey, mother's day is this weekend. He lives with her back home in Boston. So I was like, make sure you Selfie. Get, get her some flowers for uh, mother's day for Sunday. And he's like, okay. And then I didn't think anything of it. I, I called my mom Sunday morning when I woke up and had a nice conversation. I think they had, you know, breakfast or brunch together. They went on a nice long walk or a hike or something. And, and I hadn't seen any pictures of the flower. So I asked my brother like <laughs> eight o'clock at night. I'm like, Hey, did you give mom flowers? And he was like, no, <laughs> I was like, why not? So they didn't have anything good. And I was like, Declan, did you look this morning? Did you go to the store on mother's day? And he was like, no, no, I went on Friday and they were all sold out. I'm like, yeah, I don't believe you. So I'm making him do it again this week. The surpriser. That's Um, nice. But yeah, so he's just, he's just clueless when it comes to that stuff. Or he was secretly burying you. So he's the golden child and he probably got her flowers. Maybe. But he just didn't say they were from Tim. Uh, It could be. He's a younger brother. That's true. He's probably a good boy. (laughs) That's funny. I know. I called my mom in the morning. Never answered, left her a message, and I haven't heard from her since. So <laughs> as far as I know, she'd be lying in a ditch dead. But I'm, I hope she liked the message. I didn't I'm sure send her, she did. I'm sure she I didn't send her uh, flowers or cards or anything. Said, we don't have that relationship. We're, it's more of a business-like relationship. Business-like we talk once every couple TV months. shows together too. Yeah, that was, a, that was strange because it's like, really portray like you're loving and you do this and i'm like no that's not the relationship we have (laughs) and like really try to amp it up what was funny about that she really hurt her back during the bobsled because we we got some g's on the side of the one of the corners if you haven't seen the show anyways i did a show with uh with my mom it's called how to kill your mom and it was a canadian show and you do these extreme stunts with her we did bungee jumping we did snowmobiling we did bobsledding 
on the bobsled, we, we took a, a corner. It was on the Olympic track in Banff. And the guy teaching us, he's like, when you go into the corners, you got to relax your muscles. Because if you don't relax and you try to fight it, you're going to mess yourself up. So sure enough, we go to the corner. We got about a G, a G and a half on us. And she tenses up and she, her back just gives out. So she's, anyways, long story short, she goes to the doctor's the emergency room. They dope her up like crazy drugs. The final scene of the show, she's like high as a kite on these meds. And she's just like, I love you so much. Like crying and stuff. I'm like, what is going on? This is crazy. So they got their shot just because she was like really, really medicated. So I guess that's all it takes for my mom to kind of open up is just a big dose of morphine. <laughs> that's so funny. But anyways, uh, it was a good Mother's Day. It was a good week. My wife uh, had a good one. And then we come to today because of the nice weather. My wife's like, go get some bikes for the kids. I was like, sure. There's a bike program in town where you go in, you give your bike back and they give you the value for the bike anyways, blah, blah, blah. So I take the twins in and my two older girls, I'm going to get four new bikes. The twins were just entering the program. My two older girls were getting bigger bikes. So I'm like, oh, you know, it'll cost me a little bit, not much, almost $1,000 for four bikes. You believe I that? would have guessed they were like between 50 and 75 each. No, yeah, maybe for a wheel. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's amazing how expensive these bikes are. It's the two little bikes, they each cost $250. That's, That's insane. That Isn't is that crazy? crazy? For, for so, what, a three-year-old? For a four-year-old with training wheels, which those training wheels are going to be gone tomorrow. I don't believe in training wheels. So, yes. So, their bikes were 250 And then the big girls, since they upgraded, I think that we had to pay 150 each and then tax. Like, I was walking. It was like 900 bucks. I was like, this is incredible. I reluctantly handed my card over. I was like, oh, man. It stung me a little bit. It stings me because I know back in the day, I would have went to Canadian Tire and bought like a $25 bike and use that for three years. You know, it's just these kids. I was telling them on the drive home, like, you guys are so lucky. These <laughs> bikes are like better than my bike. You better appreciate this. I literally like had the conversation. If I see this bike lying on the ground, I'm going to take it and I'm going to take it back. Or you're never going to see it again. Like I better be on the kickstand. You better take care of this bike. Yeah. They're, uh, yeah. They're better than the bikes that you just did the Ironman thing in last Oh, time. without a doubt. Without <laughs> a doubt. The gears and the seats and all that stuff, without a doubt. They're specialized. That's the brand, specialized. When, so I, the- when I bought my bike last summer, I, I had uh, Larry take me. Larry, old, old guest of the show, the longtime listeners will remember. Um, he took me to the store and, and I was just telling me what to buy, like what to look out for. And I went to pick out a kickstand, but apparently they're not cool when you're growing up. And I, w- I would have never known. Like every bike I had as a kid had a kickstand. So I went to buy one. He's like, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Like you'll, you'll, be, you'll be like made fun of on the trails and stuff. So I'm glad cares? you helped me avoid that. But, but then I get to like, I got to lean in against trees and cars and stuff whenever I want to get off somewhere. When you get yourself a, a kickstand, Tim. You don't care what, what other people think. No I way. Think I'm not making are... that mistake again. Why? You don't want to be friends with someone who tells you you're a loser because of a kickstand. Larry, he was looking out for me. Larry. Oh, because Larry's super cool. He knows a lot about bikes. <laughs> yeah, he does. You should not take advice from Larry. If you're listening, Larry, I'm sorry. But you get you. I'm gonna I know what I'm gonna get you for Christmas now. When's your birthday? Tell me. October. Oh man. Too far away. Yeah, it is. I'll forget. When's All yours? Right. November? September. September. All right. So let's get to hockey. So 
the rumors are swirling continually about the league starting. They haven't slowed. The momentum's been building. And I feel like we're at the stage now where it'd be fun to throw around some ideas if they did just roll right into playoffs, what the matchups would be. And how fun it would be if they just went right into – well, here, let me backtrack. So there's a few different plans. There's a 2014 plan where they just take 12 teams from each division. And I went and looked, and they, they do it based off of the winning percentage. And there is a distinct line after Team 12. So that one is – it's pretty clear. 12 to 13 in either division. 12 was like in the hunt still, and 13 is like garbage. So I can see why they picked 12 because like the 12th team in the East is the Canadians and the 12th team in the West is Chicago. And they are still in spinning distance of making the playoffs. Whereas the 13th team in the West, I think is the sharks and they're, they're done. So anyways, so if you have a 24 team playoff, 12 team in each division, the first round, what are you smiling at? I'm laughing at you. Why? How many 24 team playoffs? 24 team playoff. Yeah. Why? Is that realistic? 24 teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the proposals. Another one is you have 24 teams and you give the top three seeds in each division buys. So Philly, Washington, Tampa Bay, or Boston, sorry, the top eight teams, Boston, T-Bay, Washington, Philly would get a buy St. Louis, Colorado, Vegas, and Dallas would get a buy. And then you would have the normal 16-team playoff. You do a first round of best of three, and then you would have another 16-team round of regular best of seven. So these are just different ideas people are throwing around. Personally, I don't think they're going to play the playoffs. I think they're done. I think this is all smoke and mirrors. They're going to have the players come back potentially. They're going to start the process, and then it's never going to happen. So we'll see. But anyways, let's just throw around some potential – matchups i did the one where the teams have the buys the matchups weren't that sexy they were they were kind of blase like the biggest kind of first round matchup would would have been the jets and the flames that'd be fun two canadian teams going at it and then the leafs and the blue jackets that would be an interesting matchup but then like pittsburgh would roll montreal the islanders and panthers who cares rangers hurricanes who cares coyotes predators who cares Wild Canucks, really, who cares? And the Oilers and Hawks, that'd be entertaining. It'd kind of be the old guard and the new guard potentially clashing, you know, the champs. So where I think it would be fun is if all 24 teams had to play in the first round. And the first round would be a best of three. How exciting would that be? That would be so intense. If you're the first seed, you're Boston, you have still to play a – best of three and you're playing Montreal in the first round. How fun would that be? That'd be so fun. The rivalry you, doesn't exist anymore like it used to, but that would still be in a three game series. There. It would spark for, for sure. You go Boston, Montreal back to Boston. That would be incredible. Or if there's a travel thing and you don't want to cross the border that many times, you would go Montreal first game, Boston, the next two. That would be so cool. Like so incredibly cool. I would pick Montreal. Stop. Stop. I would pick Montreal. No, you wouldn't. They're a young team. Yep. Let's go through the matchups, then we'll we'll pick. And if this if you, comes to fruition, gosh, we'll we'll be um, profits. Okay. The first round matchup in the East. Let's spend a couple minutes on each matchup. Nothing more than that. Maybe thirty seconds. Boston, Montreal. Pros and cons. Boston wins. Pro. 
They're the veteran team. They obviously have more talent. They would have home ice advantage. And that's about it. The cons are Montreal is a young team. They have so many prospects in their lineup. They would be super excited to even make the playoffs. And they would try to skate the Bruins into the ground. And they have better goaltending. And in the playoffs, goaltending, when it's only a game three, three-game series, you're going to win on goaltending. Carey Price arguably is the best goaltender in the league. If you didn't have this podcast, and if, you, yeah. and if I wasn't from Boston, you would be the biggest Tuka Rask fan there is. You just have to be an antagonist. You have to try to get under my skin. It's not going to work. And Tuka's done Bruins, nothing in the playoffs. I Yeah, right. Yeah, right. How many cups so, has he won? How many cups have you won? Tuka or me? You. None. I'm not, I'm not supposedly the best goalie ever. No one says he's the best goalie ever. So Here's a few, you always say goalies. I'll, 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 say my, I'll save my stats at the end. Okay, go ahead. So okay, so the Bruins, I, I, I get your point of like the young team buzzing, like excitement. I'm sure that, you know, Montreal is a crazy city when it comes to the playoffs. I can see them coming out hot and catching the Bruins flat for like a period, period and a half. That would be it. And if, if Montreal doesn't win game one, they're doomed. Um, so no, Bruins, easy. Uh, maybe three games, but you think, yeah, Bruins. You think Marshawn's working out right now? Zero percent uh, chance that guy's I think working. Brandon out. Gallagher is. He's making TikTok videos every night. Gallagher, he's not working out, but Marchand is definitely not. I bet you the young guys in Montreal are. That's the thing. The young guys, you don't have to work out as much to maintain. If you're an old fogey like Bergeron and Char and those guys, you need to maintain. You need to work out every single day. Bergeron is for sure. He's perfect. He's just he doesn't he doesn't take a wrong step in the world ever. So we disagree on that. I I would call huge upset Canadians. My alma mater, the team okay. I retired with. Okay, next matchup, Hurricanes-Islanders. This is a fun one. I know. I, I, I'm going to lean with the Hurricanes. They I loaded up at the deadline. They got yeah. some good players, and I feel for them. I hope the playoffs, just for their sake, they loaded up. They're going for it. They got some big guys in there. They traded away some draft picks. So, yeah, I, you're, you're on me? Yep. On, on board? Hurricanes? Okay. Next one, Blue Jackets-Flyers. Nobody likes to play the Blue Jackets in the playoffs. Nobody. I think this is the toughest first round prediction in the East to to decide for me. I don't know. There's another one coming up. That's that's just as tough. But okay, who would you take then? Philly Blue Jackets in a three game series. I'm gonna say Blue Jackets. I'm gonna call an upset there. Uh, I know my 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 mind's telling me no. But my body, I, me and R. Kelly, me, that guy. Um, I'm going to take the Flyers. Just sentimentally, I want them to win. Claude Giroux, Voracek, they deserve to win. And they've had such a great year. So I'm going to take the Flyers in that one. Panthers, Capitals, Capitals. This, this is my upset. Another one, Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers in this one. Really? Gonna catch everyone by surprise. Yeah, this is, uh, this is Blue Jackets lightning last year all over again. Um, I think I think the Cavs are going to get it caught flat-footed a little bit. I think the Panthers are going to want it more. I think they're going to surprise people. I think they're an underrated team. Um, and this is kind of like – I don't think they could beat them in a seven-game series, but in a, in a three-game series, I think they could do it. Yeah, what about a five? What if they do a best of five? Would you give it to them in five? <laughs> um, i probably lean Capitals in five, but, but it would be close. It in a three, close. you're taking Florida. I'm taking Capitals. I think they'd sweep them two straight. Okay. All right. Leafs, Penguins. Penguins would have home ice. The Leafs are the eighth seed. The Penguins are the fifth. What is your take on this? The Penguins are coming in fully healthy. They've all healed. They're all back. They got the full squad. The squad. Leafs are, 
You said squad. I know it's on my it's my uh it's in my vocabulary. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um the Leafs are young. They're chomping at the bit, prove everybody wrong. I'm gonna take the Leafs. I think they match up well with Pittsburgh. I think it'll be a run and gun series. And the Penguins have just as bad as defense as Toronto does. So I would take the Leafs. I'm not taking the Leafs. Really? No, I'm usually no, like the Pittsburgh. biggest Leafs hater. Yeah, and you are too. Um, but no, Pittsburgh, the experience. The Leafs just get exposed in the playoffs. They you get know, exposed you, versus the Bruins yeah. in a seven-game series, which the Bruins exposed everybody in a seven-game series. They haven't played anybody but Boston. Yeah. So That would be a really cool test to see what happens when they play someone besides – which was supposed to be – even if their season had gone, they were going to play Tampa in the first Tampa. round. And I, really and really I did like their chances versus Tampa. Yeah, I, I think too. Tampa would have won. I think Tampa has more talent. I don't think the Penguins have more talent across the board than Toronto does. The secondary scoring, too, like that the Penguins have with, with Hornquist, and they added Zucker at the trade deadline or maybe early in the season. like Patty Marlowe. Patty Marlowe. Oh, gosh. That would be a great storyline, too. Beating the Leafs. Imagine that. And then he yeah. sucker punches Marner. <laughs> Oh, what a dream. And then Matthews comes over to stick up for Marner and Patty stabs him in the neck. Oh, <laughs> what a what a sequence that would be. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB. You never know. We're, we're coming back potentially. But you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, guess what? You'd be wrong, buddy. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they are bringing Vegas to you. Tim, are you missing the NFL? I sure am. No problem, because Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. Do you play Madden NFL 20, Tim? Not very well. No, you, you got to get on there. I make some money on you. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, the stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. I once ate eight hot dogs in a minute. you believe that? And they are all open 24 hours a day and all online. Go to betonline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline. It is your online wagering solution. Okay. Rangers lightning. Basically Rangers versus Rangers 2.0, because there's a lot of guys in the lightning who used to play for the Rangers. So not so much anymore, really, but, there was a time where anytime the lightning made a trade, they just poached every player from the Rangers. They had like Strollman, Callahan, Boyle. Oh yeah. Um, like there was more, uh, Shattenkirk, Shattenkirk, JT, uh, Miller. Like there was a ton of guys who just (laughs) came from the Rangers. It was bizarre. Okay. I'm going to take the lightning. You have to Rangers, good young team, Panarin MVP, potentially like really, really good. You want to know what stinks? I what? kept uh, Eric Carlson over Panarin in fantasy hockey last year. This year, that just show that just speaks volumes of your GM ability. It's a terrible so. pick. 
Carlson's going to a team that already has a number one defenseman, or he's already on a team with another one defenseman. Panarin's going to a team. He's going to be the top dog, baby. He's in Hindsight's New York. 2020. But yeah, but people go to New York and score like all of a sudden they're, they're players. They were scoring a hundred elsewhere are scoring 60 in New York. It's the bright lights. Some people fold under pressure. The bread man delivers. You got to know that he lit it up in Chicago. He loves the pressure, the bright lights, big city. You should, you know what? Let me manage your team next year. I'll win the league for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want, I went two and all this year, my fantasy football, no big deal. Speaking of that, you, you talked earlier about Patty Coletta getting on the show. He won't talk to me cause I fleeced him in a trade. <laughs> and then he tried to like, he's like, let's trade it back. I'm like, no, you can't do that. What was I the tra- trade? I traded them Kamara and somebody else for Todd Gurley and Julio Jones. Oh, God. And he's like, you can't do that. I'm like, I just did it. Like, I'm Why not did he accept redo it the and then get mad at you? He thought, because we have a keeper league, and he thought he could keep Kamara for one more year. And I had already kept him for two, so he had to go back into the draft. So okay. he was like super upset. He's like, oh, I thought I could keep him for another year. I'm like, Patty, you got to do your research, my man. I'm not like trading back those two guys. And Julio Jones just tore it up in the playoffs. Like he was pulling in 160 yards and two touchdowns. Like, ugh. I like walked through that playoffs with me and Matt Molson in the final. And the score was like 170 to like 85. I just, I could have beat him with the guys on my bench. It was that. Were you guys, were you guys betting money or just like bragging oh, yeah. rights? No, we put money in at the start of the year, a couple hundred bucks. So cool. yeah, it's a good 12 team league. It's a decent, I think it made a couple grand, whatever. Okay. Western conference, another historical matchup. We had the Boston Montreal matchup in the East. In the West, talk about rivalry, St. Louis and Chicago. Doesn't How is get that much the 112? That. It's crazy to think about. I love this matchup. Chicago slips in. Kaner and Taves are happy to be in the playoffs. They got those young guns. I still think St. Louis wins. They're just too strong and too heavy and just too – they're balanced across the board. One to four, their lineup is just heavy and strong and solid. But, hey – how fun would that be? I think Chicago would take one, make it yeah. a three-game series. Gosh, I mean, if there was an upset to happen, that could be it. But, yeah, I think you're right. The Blues are just, just too good, too deep, too strong. Um, man, that would be a fun series to watch. Because I feel yeah. like all the Cups runs they did, they went for the Blues. You know, like they, they know the how to Blues. beat this, this yeah. team. They battle, and they play each other six times a year. They, they have some epic battles. I used to love playing in St. Louis. It was one of my favorite rings to play in, always. It was so fun. Who was but your – who was the blue that you always kind of battled against the most? Not just fighting, but on the ice and with the hitting and stuff. Any it was um, it was not Tarasenko. It was the other guy, Sabatka. Oh, oh. hated him. And then um, Bortuzzo. Yeah, didn't like that guy. Yeah, there was a few guys. I loved playing against them. They had Winchester for a while. I fought him once. They had Cam Jansen, obviously, and then Reeves later on. I fought a bunch of the Blues guys. All right, but I'm not picking that upset i hate to say it. i love the hawks but blues would win that um next one nashville predators versus vancouver canucks i'm gonna go canucks i i am too i love that team me too they're the feel-good team besser's back he's healthy horvat's there petterson's healthy they just got a good lineup top Quinn to bottom Hughes, yeah um i like they're good who's their goalie i don't even know markstrom yeah yeah markstrom he's really good he is good All-Star. all right next one jets and stars this could be my first upset. The Stars are a four seed. The Jets are a nine. Two great goalies, Bishop, Hellebeck. 
I think the Jets, they just have the experience in the playoffs. They've been there. They've lost, but they've been in the playoffs. Deep runs lately. The Stars, they have guys who have been there, like the Perrys, obviously. I, I just don't trust Ben and Sagan. I don't know. They're probably all boozing right now. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the uh, the Bruins video last month? They had all like 20 players from the 2011 Cup team all did see that. together and watch yeah. the game. And he was there. He didn't say a word the whole time. He Who's was just quiet. Yeah, he's a church mouse. Why would he talk? He like probably hates those guys. No, he, why would they, he hate those guys? They got him traded off the team. I don't think they did that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, if those guys don't complain to the GM or the coaches, he's still on that team. They don't pull that trigger to make that trade. No way. They had too that much of be, a good thing going. We we could uncover some other trades in another. That could be a whole series. Um, I'm gonna take the stars though. I think Bishop. You've just seen him. He, he carries his team in the playoffs. He's done it before. He can do it again. I don't think he's gonna lose in the first round. Hellebeck's gonna win the Vesna this year if they do hand out trophies. He's the best goal in the league. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Wild Vegas. That's an boring. Easy one. Yeah. Vegas wins. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's something juicy. Talk about rivalry. <laughs> like, how epic would this be? Flames and Oilers. How these two teams always find each other is beyond me. Cassian, is he going to kill somebody? Is he going to lose his mind again? Will Kachuk just, like, get in his head and ruin the series? I'm going to take the Flames over the Oilers. I really? think they have. I, I think the Flames have the Oilers number. I think they're in their head. They're a good team. Yeah, I think both teams have terrible goaltending across – not terrible, but not elite goaltending. And I, and I think the Flames would win. Gosh, I mean, that's – in a three-game series, maybe maybe they do. I got to think talent wins out, and the Oilers have better talent, especially up front. But I mean, I'd take the Oilers. I think I would. I feel like in a playoff series, you can key in on those top two guys pretty pretty heavily. That's the only yeah. downfall of having, like, all your offense. And it's funny, we've been saying this about the Oilers for years – they tried to address it this year at the deadline by bringing in some talent, but it's if you shut down McDavid and Dreinsaitl, you're going to win the game. That's all, like, that's all you have to do. And in the playoffs, you can sit there and game plan and win the game. I'm going to lock those two guys down. That's all I'm going to do. I will take two players, and I will put them on their hip the whole game, and I'll win the game. When I played college at Michigan Tech, our best player was Chris Connor. He was our only threat for a, lo- a long time. We would play teams, and I'm not kidding you. One guy's job the whole game, when Chris Connor would go on the ice, a guy would go on the ice, and he would skate right beside C's whenever he was on the ice, wherever he would go. Power play, penalty kill, five on five. If they had a power play and C's was killing a penalty, that guy would stand right beside him. If we had a power play, that guy would stand right beside him. So our game plan was it was always a forward on him, Chris would go and stand by another one of their guys. And so he would have two guys on him and that would free everybody else up and open up the ice a little bit. It was bizarre. It was so incredibly bizarre, but it worked. We like, we were terrible and we never scored, but yeah, it was just, it was one of those things where he was our, literally our, our whole team. And I could see teams doing that to the Edmonton Oilers in the playoffs. Just you go, go skate next to McDavid as quick as you can. Just keep up with them and they would win. So I'm going to take the flames and I'm right. All right. Last one. Coyotes avalanche. No brainer. Yeah, Avalanche. Avalanche. They got the youth. They got the skill. They got everything. Boom. And that's it. I hope it happens. How fun would that be? A best of three series? That would be it's like it's like the baseball one day playing game. I mean, there's they're so exciting to watch. Like I'm tuning in, even if the Red Sox aren't playing. Like I want to watch those games. 
It's just yeah. so much. I feel like Tampa's Tampa's always in one of those games. I feel like the uh, Angels are always playing one of those playing games. It's just it's like must watch TV. There's the the tenacity, the intensity, the the players want it so bad, and it's just jumping out of the TV. So it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I, I I've been going back and forth. If I if I think it will happen, if I want it to happen, the league coming back that is what I mean. Um, I don't think it'll happen. I want it to happen. I don't think it'll happen. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Happen, happen, happen. I'm saying a lot. So I don't know, man. What's your yeah. gut? What's your gut feeling right now? Uh, I gut gut says no. Gut says no. It's just there's just so much risk and so much like that has to go right for any games to be played. When you think about just the logistics and the testing and the, I mean, there's the planning and, and the, the arenas being available. Do they have it in the regular rink? Do they have it at a third party site? Do they have them in these like smaller towns like Traverse city and Providence and, you know, wherever else? Um, I don't know. It's just, I, I think, no. I don't think the logistics is the big issue. I think the testing is fairly doable. I think the big issue is finding the actual rinks to play in and letting those states allow it. That's the sticking point. And another issue is the border, Canada, USA. I think that those two issues are where they're probably wrestling with right now. You can get tests. They're there. Like I was reading something. If you test everybody in the rink for every game, it'll cost you roughly like ten, fifteen thousand dollars a game to do that. And that is nothing when you're making five hundred million dollars or however much you'll make back. So I think what is gonna be holding them back is just the government, their policies if states aren't letting people work or gathering or this and that. Like the only state who's letting activities do this is Florida. They just had a UFC event this past weekend. And it went out went off without a hitch. They tested a fighter before the fight he had COVID and they said beat it. Like we'll go get someone else to fill you in. So I don't know. I, I can see a path for this to happen. I just think all of the the dominoes have to fall in the right direction. Right now they are falling. Things are starting to open up. Our state is a little bit behind the times. Our governor is a little more strict, but states are starting to open up. You know, it's starting to be a little more lax and we'll see what happens. I think Signs are progressing in the right like – it's progressing. There hasn't been anything to stop it yet. So we'll see what happens. So this uh, might be a little bit out there, but do you think it's possible that any rule changes would come in order to recover a little revenue to be a little lax on how the game is played to try to make up for the, the last three, four months being paused, like certain things like like encouraging fighting, getting rid of like an instigator no, rule? No, that's silly. No, no. How would that make more money? Because more people would 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 want to time into like the like the casual hockey fan if there's if there's a different game being played for a no month. never ever that's uh, no so you just change the game for the playoffs I mean do a big huge on... you know what we're gonna get rid of offsides for the playoffs it'll be super fun super <laughs> super fun no I I don't think so I don't want to like dump on your idea but no sorry Tim it'll be it'll it'll be entertaining on its own I think if it happens it'll happen what what'll be crummy is the the basketball playoffs will be happening at the same time. So they'll be fighting for that audience. But anyways, okay, let's um, wrap it up. I actually came across, like I said earlier, but an interesting stat. So you always say goaltending is so imperative to winning. When we did our draft for playoff teams, I didn't draft goalies. 
like you did. You you spent a lot of money on goalies. You went I'm for Bennington. I spent a lot of money. I drafted Jordan Bennington, who's making four million. Four million. That's a lot of money for a goalie. No, I drafted not. Ryan Miller for one million dollars. Um, I did a little research. I found out that the top ten of all time, of all time, goalies with the highest save percentages in playoffs history. So the top ten. How many of those ten do you think have won a cup? Of all time, there's 10 goalies who have had the highest save percentage. I know what you're doing here. Of the last 100 years in hockey, how many of those have won a cup? Uh, is it nine? Two. Two of those goalies have won a cup. That's a terrible guess, Tim. Is it Thomas and Quick? It is Timmy Thomas and Braden Holpe. Holpe? Didn't Johnny Quick break records with a goal against in save percentage that year? Um, apparently not. Okay. Maybe that one year, not maybe his cumulative. So the number one goalie all time, Jonas Hiller. Number two, Craig Anderson. <laughs> How do you like me now? Craig Anderson. He's a gamer. Ben Bishop, Olaf Kolzig, Patrick Lalim, Tuka Rask. Number seven, Timmy Thomas, Holpe, J.S. Jaguar, and Hashik. So only two guys have won a cup. That's, that's very, wait, it's very telling. Wait, say, hold on. There's more than two guys in that list that you just said that have won a cup. As a starting goalie. Jaguar? Hasek? They didn't win a, goal, a cup as a starting goalie. Yes, they did. Jaguar won in 07 with the Ducks. Hasek won in 08. With Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> I got to recheck. Maybe they're not in the top 10. I got to recheck my list. Oh, no. I don't know. Oh, maybe, no the top, maybe the top eight. Your face is turning all red. This is, this is tough to see. Well, anyways, the top seven <laughs> haven't won a cup. The top okay. seven haven't won a cup. But yeah, Batuka is definitely terrible. Point point is well taken, John. Mm, he is not a good goalie. <laughs> what I'm saying is, you don't need a good goalie to win a cup, and I think that just definitely solidifies my answer. Okay, name a, a cup in the last ten years. A team that's won the cup with a, with a bad goalie. Bennington. He's, he was so good. No, he was average. He wasn't He's so good. Who won the Who won the, the cup before him? The year before. I don't even know. I don't even know either. Penguins? When no, when um the Hawks won at Crawford wasn't amazing. He was just a good goalie. They had Antti Niemi in 2010. He wasn't a great goalie. He was just good. He wasn't amazing. You don't need an amazing goalie to win a cup. You need an amazing team. Case closed. (laughs) I I don't know what point you're making, but okay. Well, because in our draft, you drafted like a big goalie, and you always say Tukarask. You need a great goalie. I'm surprised the Bruins haven't won because Tuka's not even that good. That's actually a very good point I just made as well. Oh, gosh. Kudos to you, John. All right, everybody. Well, I just embarrassed Tim (laughs) in front of like 100,000 people. This is embarrassing. By the way, our listenership has skyrocketed over this pandemic. I really appreciate everybody who's listening, everybody who's supporting the show. I really, really, really do like doing this, and it takes you guys listening in subscribing or liking what do they do tim i don't even know yeah downloading subscribing downloading just doing all that stuff on the internet that i don't really do so i really appreciate it i love talking hockey i love talking smack about tim and his garbage bruins and tuka rask who should retire um appreciate it i hope everyone's doing well tim anything uh you want to say in closing 
Uh, just real quick, the AHL, right, is closed. So not only were the Bruins favored to win the Cup this year, but the Providence Bruins had a legit chance at the, at the Calder Cup. Could have had a double sweep there. Um, Imagine so, that. So majorly disappointing. Um, I think all the sports in Boston are just going to have a huge blow up. The Red Sox traded Mookie Betts. Yeah. Gronk and Brady are gone. The yep. dynasty with the Bruins is about to be done, and the Celtics are just a train wreck. <laughs> no, they're not. They're garbage. Top three team in the East, and the Bruins are the That's number one. That's not hard team to do. I could train my daughters for a couple years and be a top three team in the East in the NBA. That's how bad the East is in the NBA. John, it's getting late. You got to get some sleep. You know, the Raptors lost Kawhi Leonard, and they still are pacing the East behind yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks. You're not making any sense. What language are you speaking? The East is terrible. In basketball, you could take the ninth seed in the West, and they would be a top three seed in the East. Fact. That's, that's extreme. That's not extreme. That's a fact. Okay. There's no way that the East is that good. You, you cannot say, and we're getting off topic here, but the West is the power in the NBA. Now that LeBron went West and all those other players, Anthony Davis, all those other guys went West, you can't sit here and say that it's not. I the West is definitely better, but the East is not like the G League. I it's not, but the eighth seed in the West is the Memphis Grizzlies. You put them in the East, and they're they're going to be in the top three. I would say top four. They'd be above Miami. Okay, <laughs> Miami. They don't even have a team anymore. Dwayne Wade's gone. Anyways. All right, everybody. Sorry for rambling. I hope this um, was entertaining. It's getting old just doing these like little debates, and I just work you. Yeah, like, just absolutely embarrass you in front of all our fans. We'll gotta, let history. You gotta decide. try harder. Yeah, come on. You need to. You need to try harder. I feel you bad for in, our listeners. Like notes prepared, and half of it is wrong. Yeah, I still don't think JSG Gare won a cup. I'm gonna look into that. He was the number one there. He won their cup. He was unreal that year. Stood on his head. I, I think he started during the year, but he did not start during the playoffs. Incorrect, dude. You don't know anything about hockey. I'm worried I think, about you. I think Guy Herbert won that cup. Were you Were you riding your bike with your kids today, and did you fall? No, I didn't. Hit ride. your head. I had to. I had to carry my youngest because she was crying because I didn't get her a bike and push the twins. It was a. It was a long day. <laughs> All right, everybody. We will see you on Friday. Have a good week. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise, including T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time. Uh.